everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show and in this episode we are visiting a film from 2013 because the sequel is coming out soon and that is Pacific Rim. Well, that's the original film. The sequel that's coming out soon is Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, which, regardless of what I think of how the film looks or the trailer, um, I'll keep all that in, until the end of the show. I think we'll talk about maybe possibilities for where we want or... I, I should point out, I've not seen that trailer. Well, regardless, thoughts on what the sequel might be, I'll, I'll give a bit of that at the end. And you, you can talk about it, maybe not with the, with the trailer in mind, but just... I, I can talk about what I don't yeah. know about that movie. Um, but I'll just say up front, Pacific Rim Uprising is such a generic direct-to-video title that... It is, isn't it? Just why? Why? Just call it Pacific should, Rim should 2. should have just gone with 2. Yeah. yeah. Two, 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 two's safe. Fun. No one judges you for having a 2. Yeah. Or, or, or be slightly uh, pompous and call it Pacific Rim Part 2. As, as if it was people all planned will, people out. People will judge you for that. <laughs> as if it was all planned from the start. Pacific Rim <laughs> 2 is you know just as important. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. This is the, the Kaiju and Jaeger movie uh, from 2013. Guillermo del Toro. You, you, you say Jaeger, they're, they're mechs. Let's call them mechs, because that's what, that's what they are. They're called Jaegers in the movie. That's... They are, but they're, they're mechs. I just want to make that clear. You you just don't like anime, so you're refusing to acknowledge that they are anime Whoa, mechs just no, no, in live no, action. No, 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 no. I have nothing against mechs. But to me, this actually... I don't know if this qualifies exactly as a mech. It does. I'm not, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm saying that to me it doesn't necessarily feel like a mech. Because to me a mech is uh, District 9, End of like uh, Aliens. That's a mech to me. Oh, no, no. Anime mechs. And anything that you pilot that is a big exosuit. Sure, sure. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying, to me, I, I don't think of them in the same way. Uh, to me, I think of a mech suit, I guess, is what I'm saying. A mech suit. You wouldn't call that a mech suit. You'd, call, you'd just call it a mech, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah, a mech sure. suit is something, you'd, more, more of an Iron Man-esque thing where you're just going to yeah, wear yeah, it. Yeah, and... okay. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Uh, but hey, so yeah, but they're called Jaegers, and they're, uh, the monster's called Kaiju, and Kaiju, of course, is the classic term for a, a monster from a Japanese movie or something like that. And there is a rift in the Pacific Ocean, as the title would suggest, which has opened a portal to another dimension, another world, and these Kaiju assholes are coming through and causing chaos, and that's kind of the premise of the movie. Uh, so. And to combat this, the governments of the world decide to stop all our disputes because, hey, we have to align and fight this this threat together. So they agree to build their own monsters, as the opening narration puts it, in the form of giant robots that are piloted, uh, which they call Jaegers, which is German for, uh, was it Warrior? Something like that. There's... It's not mech, so it's just I don't care. Uh, I don't know why you're so against the, the, the word Jaeger. I'm not. I just, I just, I just, want, I just know that you, you would not acknowledge the anime roots, and I thought, oh, it's some, very anime. I, I'm not not acknowledging anything. This is anime as shit. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not disputing that. This is clearly coming from a love of anime concepts. But here's the thing: it, the concepts of anime aren't my problem with anime. The concepts are actually things I like. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Lots it is of the, good things. It is the storytelling technique normally that I take umbrage with. It's because you are an awful human being. 
It is the convoluted mess that they often turn out to be. That said, we watched Ghost in the Shell last year. I quite like that. So, you know, I, I look, you hate did, all actually. anime. Yeah. So, That's, is that the first one you actually like? Yes, I think so. I mean, unless I mean, unless we're counting like Sprouted Away, which I guess is kinda. But it's, it is. It is. It's, it's not anime. Yeah, it's not anime. Yeah. Anime. You know. Oh, okay. I get you. It's Japanese animation, sure, which technically makes it anime, but it's not anime. Anime. <laughs> what a strange distinction you have in your mind. <laughs> you know, I I'll think of uh, Studio uh, Ghibli as like in your mind, it's. I kind of like these, so it can't be anime. No, 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 no. I don't like all of them. Like, there's some Ghibli films that I've, I've been kind of male, and there's some that I really liked. But to to me, those are like Japan's version of like Disney. Cl- classic Disney movies, yeah. yeah. Whereas anime is more like kind of their not even their answer to animation from the West, more their answer to like just TV from the West in a weird way. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, obviously we're talking about movies as well but like I, i'm thinking typically when I, I say anime i think of tv anime you know series i think it's more prevalent yeah because obviously obviously a lot of them are based off mangas which are serialized so but let's stop talking about something that i i have no knowledge on please <laughs> so that I, I don't just keep saying all right we'll, we'll talk about fighting some giant monsters so let's talk about pacific rim uh so that's kind of the plot and the, the movie actually, we kind of wrap up, we have a, a sort of montage at the start with some narration that explains the backstory and the start of this war. Uh, it's not the start of the conflict, we're actually getting towards the end of the conflict where humanity, these Jaegers are starting to fail, they're not working the way they used to, all the other methods they're trying are kind of starting to fail. So we're kind of at the point now where we're going to start losing if something doesn't happen. So we're actually at the end of the war, if you will. Uh, yeah, they're, the gonna, they're giving up on just building giant walls instead. Yeah. Uh, which obviously this was pre uh, the wall yes. <laughs> talk in real life but it's just kind of amusing now to like think about it because uh, obviously I'll, hey, I, I'll, got, got to keep out those monsters somehow where do no, you think you got the idea there's no intentional subtext in the movie but it's it's not it's hard not to chuckle and think that Trump is like ah yes this was this, this exactly. was his inspiration <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and it's equally stupid in this. It's not mentally. It's not stupid in this because it's racist and xenophobic. It's just stupid because no, the giant monsters are going to crash through it. <laughs> just like they do everything else. But hey, uh, so yeah, that's the movie. So Connor had not seen this before. No, I, I missed this when it came out for whatever reason. And then by the time it was worth watching, I figured, yeah, might as well wait till the new one's coming. Uh, of course. Uh, obviously, the new one we're going to have John Boyega in the lead role. Uh, and oh, what's the name of the director? I like him though. I remember I like him. I mean, he's never done a movie before, but he like this is his first sort of big movie. I'll, I'll when we talk about the end, I'll I'll bring that up. Okay. But um, yeah, that that that's why you know, I said oh, I've not even seen the trailer. I kind of avoided it because I've never seen this movie before, so I didn't see mm-hmm. the point in you know watching material from that. Yeah, um, not, I mean, I saw it when it came out, and not only did I see it come out, I saw the trailer so often that I think just in my sleep every so often I'd be like shouting out tonight. We are cancelling the apocalypse! Like, just over and over again in my sleep, because I'd, I'd heard that in the trailer so goddamn much Honestly, before it came out. Honestly, I think that's part of why I didn't see the movie when it came out. I was kind of <laughs> sick of it, of, of how much I saw the trailer. I love that speech, though. See, when you get to that speech in the movie, though, I actually cheer when Idris Elba's just like, Tonight we are cancelling the apocalypse! <laughs> yeah, Idris Elba's great. He gives a hell of a speech. He does. Uh, so I'll ask the question, Connor, did you enjoy Pacific Rim? I did. I had a blast. Got some problems. But I had a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad to hear that because when this came out, I, I also really enjoy the movie, but when this came out, there was a very much a faction of people who 
were dead set against it and said, "Oh, it's just as bad as a Transformers movie. You you only like this because Del Toro directed it." Or you know, there was there was a lot of naysayers, a lot of people who think it's stupid. Now, don't get me wrong, this is not high art. No one who likes this movie thinks it's high art. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Uh, this is a this is the movie equivalent of a director who reminisces of playing with these toys and wanted yes. some cool toy fights, but with giant monsters with good visual effects and cities and uh, that's what this movie is. And I think as that, it succeeds pretty damn well. It's pretty fun, and I mean, if if you follow this series, you'll know we're working through all the old Godzilla movies, and you know that they're. Most of them at this point are kind of just, hey, let, let's let's fight some shit and have some fun. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... Obviously, he's a fan of those movies. There's no, there's no way he's not a fan <laughs> no, of those he movies. he absolutely is. Uh, and, it, yeah, it's big. It is dumb, but it's not insultingly dumb. It's intentionally... No, It's intentionally, let's switch your brain off and have some fun. Yeah, but this is the thing, though. You can't say that anymore. You say that phrase to me, you sound like someone who's apologetic about Transformers 5, not someone who actually likes a good, fun movie. There's a difference, right? Because those movies are so insulting with how they treat you as a viewer and the the, the way they're made, the, the, the way it jumps around, they're bloated. This movie's not bloated. That's the, the first thing I want to say is that it's actually really tight in what it's doing. It is, yeah. Because the first thing I like about it, actually, I mentioned it when I was describing what the movie was, but I like that it's not the start of the fight. It's actually the end. We're actually at the, the, the tail end where, like, we're we're kind of screwed. Like, every time a Jaeger gets destroyed, I mean, no, we're no spoilers yet, but every time, like, a Jaeger gets destroyed, because they've only got so many of them left, it's like, oh, damn, like, we're, like, how are they going to, like, if they're going to get through this, they're going to scrape through it no more. Like, we... Yeah, we, yeah, definitely. This is the last stand. This is the last thing we can do. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to reignite it for the second one, because... <laughs> we, we, this is the second one, yeah. yeah. We need robots and monsters, but at least in this, I actually kind of like the backstory and how... Like, oh yeah, the first time we had a Jaeger, uh, not Jaeger, sorry, a, a Kaiju, uh, like, yeah, we beat it with conventional weapons, we had planes and we had tanks and all that, but it took, like, days, and by the time we'd finished, there was so much damage. Yeah, and it, it was like three cities were destroyed, because, yeah. you know, they're, they're going with planes, tanks, yeah. it's like, well, it, it worked, eventually. Yeah, but it took too long, uh, and then they kept coming. Like you know, it was maybe like a year later the first time. But then you know that, that's one of the plot points of the movie is that the window between uh, you know incidents has been narrowing over time, and now we're at the point where it's like a week between them, uh, and they're, they're they're struggling to deal with it. So and you know and like oh you know eventually like you know the scientist is like hey, uh, by the end of the week I think we're going to have two at the same time. Like that, that's how bad this is going to get. Uh, so yeah, you know, it really I, it does have that countdown mentality. There's even a countdown clock in the, <laughs> in the movie. Yes, it's very literal, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's actually counting up the way. But the idea is that every time there's an instant, it resets back, so they, they know kind of. How... It has been X long since it since in, since attack. Yeah, except in this case, it's giant kaiju smashing monsters yes. and and whatnot. Now, I really like the movie. There is criticisms to to you know get, give it. There's, there's things you can nitpick. There's definitely some uh, major things to say. Hey. That, that part doesn't necessarily work all that well in terms of a thing. I, I think the first and foremost I think most people come up with is the lead character uh, played by Charlie Hunnam is just kind of a blank slate for, for which the movie just, happens yeah, around. Yeah, kind of boring as shit. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, maybe it's just because I've, we've been watching Smallville recently for the, uh, the, the, the TV for the multiverse and uh, I mean, I will fess up, we're recording this one a little bit in advance. If you think, oh, it's been, it's been like a month and a half since you did a Smallville episode, not for us. <laughs> We're doing this a little bit in advance because we had time and we wanted to watch it. But, like, he's okay in the sense that he's not as bad as someone like Tom Welling. 
where he he's is not a bad actor because he's not detracting from everything when he's around. He's just not adding anything either. He's just kind of level. I, I, honestly, I don't know how much is down to the acting because I don't think he's that bad an actor. Like he's not doing anything wrong. It's just there's no character to him either. Well, I've never really seen them anything really either. But he's you know yeah. he's, he's he's anything else. No, that's, just that's kind of... fair enough. But but like I say, I mean, even if you give that role to someone else, in terms of just what's in the script. Yeah, that's fair. I still think it's kind of a boring character. You could have more charm, though, at the very least. You, you could have more a, charm. With a better actor. I'll, I'll so. grant you that. So that's the thing. You do have some wacky characters, though, around him, though. You, you've got uh, Charlie Day and Burn Gorman as uh, the two scientists. Both dialed up to 11, even by their standards. Oh, God. Especially Gorman. Like, he, his, like, uh, eccentric British scientist voice is, like, so over the top. I love it. Uh, later on when they're agreeing to do things he's like by George we're going to do it and he's just, just he's so into it it's like comical oh, yeah the, the pair of them are fantastic oh yeah I mean I, I always enjoy Charlie Day and uh, these things uh, Ron Perlman has a small role of course he's worked with Del Toro uh, quite a few times it was nice to see him uh, even in a, a small capacity Idris Elba of course we mentioned he's kind of the guy running the whole Jaeger program he's calling the shots um, and he's doing that so he's, he's probably the standout in terms of acting yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's great. I mean, he's, he is. He's Idris Elba. I mean, this is a guy who people know mainly from the first three seasons of The Wire, where he just, yeah. you know, acted around people in circles. It was, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, he's fantastic. So he's he, he's great. Uh, obviously, our main character is uh, Mako, who is the. Uh, uh, so we're still spoiler free, but I think it's the 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 premise of the movie is that uh, Charlie Hunnam's brother, because the whole idea with the Jaegers is that. Uh, the mental capacity that it takes to run the Jaeger is too much for one person to bear. Like when they first tested it, uh, it caused like serious health problems, and because of that, it takes two pilots, and they have to link kind of uh, they call it the drift, where they drift together. Yeah, it's this like psychic link. Yeah, well, they main meld, and one like you know uses the left side of the brain, one uses the right. I used the wrong sides there with my hands. Before anyone points it out, I know I did. Shut up, uh, and. Basically, so they work together and they're, they're working together. So they're both doing the moves inside. They've got this kind of cool thing inside the, the I'll call it the cockpit. Do, do you know what it's like? It's like yeah. one of those big VR things. Yeah, yeah, but they've got the big sort of metal things that the legs are on and it's moving with them. And Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like one of those you know, circular treadmill things. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. And they're kind of you know, working together. What was cracking me up, though, is this... Uh, this opening scene, the, the prologue, takes place in 2020, and they mention it's been seven years since the war started, and I'm like, oh, so that was present day. Like, you know, the, the war was meant to start in 2013, present day. Yeah. And it's funny that now we are... Because uh, I think at one point in the movie, uh, Hunnam's character says, oh, me and my brother thought, fought that kaiju in 2017, and I went, huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're past that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so, so that's the way it works. In the opening of the movie, they, they fight this uh, category uh, three? Wait. Kaiju, yeah. uh, they have categories basically for the size of them, more than anything else, and they have fours for most of the movie. And you know that by the end there's going to be a five. I don't think that's a spoiler. That, yeah, it's how these things yeah, work. When the final fight comes, there's going to be a five because of course there is. Uh, but basically, it's a bad thing, and it shows they're all a bit heroic. But they ultimately the brother dies. He gets he gets killed, and that is actually one interesting idea that I wish they'd explored more. Because basically, there's like one line from Hunnam where he mentions it, or maybe two lines. But the idea that yeah. because they were connected psychically when he, he died, like just the, the just the, the mental like turmoil that put him through. Yeah, he felt him die. Not yeah. 
you just saw him. It was, I don't know, he physically like felt it. That's a really interesting idea that I think like maybe maybe it's not the sort of thing that a, a big budget monster movie should be tackling, but it's the sort of thing where you know for a little indie drama that, that'd be a really good thing to explore. Is it like works. yeah, but uh, so he's a replacement. He gets called back in after years of not being a pilot anymore uh, for one of these things, and he uh, ends up pairing with uh, Michael, who's this. Uh, I, I won't mention because it it's kind of spoilers as to who where she that comes from, bit, and yeah. who she is. But she she ends up being his his new co-pilot, and uh, she's uh, she's definitely the more interesting character of the two. Oh, by uh, far. Um, yeah. Uh, although she does suffer from the 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 trope that someone kind of discovered last year. Uh, this was a weird thing where someone just happened to notice there was this trope in movies, and now that we've noticed that we're going to have to try and avoid doing it. For some reason, whenever you have a badass Asian. A female character specifically they always have a streak of a different colour on their hair and someone like went on Twitter and pointed out like 10 examples of like, every like you oh, know American that, that's movie that's something I've, I've known for a while and I've, I'd never yeah. noticed it and it was like, not? and someone pointed out it's like hey can we like have a badass character who doesn't have the streak in their hair it's just it's one of these weird things it's meaningless but for some reason every single person Every director who's no, made no, a movie. I, yeah, I've, I've noticed it for ages that I've been seeing that. And I never questioned it because it's like, all right, fine. It doesn't really have any impact. No, it I doesn't guess. mean anything. It doesn't matter. But it's like, once you've noticed, and it's like, yeah, like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's kind of getting boring because everyone's doing it. It's, just, it's, sure, it's become but... a cliche. Like, yeah. It's become a cliche because it's been overused. Uh, you know, Scott Pilgrim had, uh, you know, yeah. t- tons of examples. Anyway, it's a minor point in the movie though. But so she she becomes a new partner and they kind of bond and she has to learn to be a pilot and you know Idris Elba's kinda of like the father figure and he's like, No, no, you're not doing this, Marco. Uh, and she she wants to do it, she wants to be this. Uh the characters are definitely light. E- even though we Hunnam's the the worst of the bunch in terms of that, they've not exactly got a lot of depth to them. They're kind of who they are for the story. Uh but I don't think it betrays or, or insults you because it doesn't necessarily treat them like they're anything more than what they are. They're there no, as vehicles think- for the plot. I'd say Mako and Idris Elba have the most character. Yeah. Like, they've got actual backstories that factor into things, whereas Hanum's backstory, yeah, we, we see it at the start, yeah. but it never actually factors into anything. It never comes up again, like you say. It's not. It's never important. Yeah, not really. Uh, no, they're, they're very thin characters, but they're very B-movie in that way, and I think it's almost intentional. Like, it's, it's a big B-movie. It is. It, it, it kind of doesn't want you to take it too seriously. Yeah. Uh, but it has, has fun with it. Uh, and, you know, while we're still on spoiler free, it will say that the actual fighting, the, the Jaeger versus Kaiju fights, especially when we get to the sort of the big main one in the middle of the movie in Hong Kong, because most of the movie is set in Hong Kong. They're, they're in the, the base that's in, yeah. the, in the shore of Hong Kong, and that, because I think it's the nearest place that's closest to the, the rift, because their mission involves going to the rift yeah, towards yeah. the end of the movie. Um, and, but I, I was thinking about this actually during the movie, because they keep showing you how different places get attacked, and it's all places that are on the Pacific. You know, whether they're on they're one on side the coast, of, yeah. yeah. Well, depending whether you're on the Asian side of the coast or the, the the US side of the coast, but it's always like you know, you see Australia get attacked at one point. And that's the one where you see it break through the wall, and it's next to the opera house. Oh, like, well, that opera house is screwed. <laughs> um, yeah. And you see like you know, various Asian co- countries getting attacked and stuff. And I was just sort of thinking, you know, for everyone who's on the Atlantic, you know, whether you're on again east or west side of it, like this this whole war is just kind of like, oh, that's going on, <laughs> on the other side of the planet. Not affected us yet. I mean, it would eventually, of course, if the monsters yeah, keep coming, keep going over it. Yeah, and run over. But the entire war up until this point, everyone that's on the east coast is just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it's fine. It's been fine. 
yeah, you know, yeah, New, New York's, you know, just New York's always attacked in movies, but this one movie is the one where New York is never even touched. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I just thought it was amusing, but yeah. So, so uh, the, the fights are very good. Uh, in fact, I actually remember seeing this the first time, and I, I came out of it saying, "You know what? I'm convinced I want a new Power Rangers movie." And sure enough, since then, we actually have had a, a new Power Rangers uh, no, movie. I agree. The fights are great. Another high point. I do have a couple of criticisms, though, at times. Oh, go on. Sometimes I found it was a bit too dark, and it felt like it was trying to hide the CG. And that was mostly I was mostly okay with it, except there were points where I was struggling to tell which Jaeger was which. Generally speaking, they have very distinct designs when you can see them. But at points, I found it was a bit, bit dark, and I was like, okay, which one's that there? I think that's fair. People complained a lot at the time that all the fights took place at either night or underwater, and like, yeah. and it was raining. I just kind of like it. I think it builds an atmosphere, especially like it when it's like you know the Hong Kong fight and it's all the neon lights of Hong Kong. And it's this like... is the thing I like it from an aesthetic point of view, but yeah. I did sometimes have trouble with it actually in the the fight. Well, you'll be delighted to know that all the fights in the trailer for the second one seem to take place in broad daylight. So, oh, fantastic! So you'll you'll you know so the second one's. Uh, you know, having a different spin on it in that sense. Oh, no. uh, so I, I don't dislike the idea in general. Yeah. Just, just at times, it's like, okay, a little bit of light would have helped here. I, I'll agree that occasionally, sometimes, which Jaeger's which, when there's multiples involved, it can be a little tough, depending on which one it is. Uh, but no, I, I think the fights are pretty good, uh, typically. They are, They're yeah. exciting. Uh, there's some really cool moments. We'll talk about those in the spoilers, but uh, I, I think the fights are generally pretty enjoyable. I think the music's generally pretty good. I have a love and hate relationship with the music. I think it's mostly fantastic, mm-hmm. but it has the main theme, which it uses on everything. It overuses the, 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 the main theme like far too much. It's a good theme, don't get me wrong, but it's so constant. I'm like, just do something different, please. Just give me a break from this. Like, I like this riff. It's cool. It's going to be in my head for about three weeks, <laughs> but something else. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But they, they put it even underneath other pieces that are playing. That it's doing all this other stuff, and then that'll come in just underneath. I'm like, that didn't need to be there. I get it. That's your theme. You want to remind me, but give it a break. It doesn't bother me. I, I think it doesn't bother me because it's the type of movie where you're going to blast the main theme over and over again. Because it's, again, yeah, it's a big me movie with heroes in it. Like, I feel like this that's... is the thing. It even comes in at what are supposed to be like, you know, sweet moments between characters where there's no big things happening. Uh, okay. I'm like, this didn't need to be here now. It's kind of the opposite problem I have with some other movies where I feel like they don't have main themes for their characters and they never do it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's which, equal, which I actually find way, way more infuriating because I feel like, no, give it an identity. I mean, even if you overdo it, I'll accept that. <laughs> Because at least it's still doing it mostly right, whereas yeah, like, no, it, it's just it's it's infuriating. I want I want a break from it at times. I didn't I didn't need it in every moment, but it's annoying. But I do actually like it still, like as a theme. Uh, uh, well, most of my other criticisms beyond uh, the characters being thin, particularly Hun- Hunnam. Uh, although I mean, most of the characters are quite likable. I, I like Elba. I like Marco. I like the scientists. Um, I like the older Australian pilot. He pilots with his son. His son is a complete dickhead. He's supposed to be a dickhead, although I think he's a bit, a bit just too cartoony dickhead. Like, you know, like yeah. from, the, from the minute he meets Hunnam's character, he's just saying these awful things to him. And it's like, you're just like... Because cause the, the scene ends with... Um, they're in like the cafeteria after they've all been introduced to the, 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 the Jaegers and where they're stored and all the rest of it. Yeah. And Hunnam, like... And the Australian, the older guy, he's like... He's friends with Hunnam, uh, or not friends, but they respect they each other because yeah, like, they, they had like a, a mission together before uh, when he piloted with someone else, and 
he uh, he's like respecting of him, but and the son's just a complete dickhead. And when he, he goes away, he says something. Oh, he's a good boy, but sometimes I don't know well to hug him or give him a kick in the arse. And I'm like, and Hunnam to to, his, to the character character's credit says, uh, with all due respect, I'm pretty sure which one I know it is. And I think that's the problem with with his character is that no, it is clearly he needs the shit kicked out of him. He needs to be yeah. <laughs> he needs some respect beaten to him. Jesus yeah, Christ, absolutely. Uh, there there's no there's no ambivalence. He's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> oh, he absolutely is. No, of course. By the end of the movie, he he earns respect. I actually almost thought they whiffed in that a little bit. Again, keep it away from spoilers. But I think the moment where he rightfully kind of res- learns to respect Hunnam, I think they almost gloss over it too quickly. Where you don't even get that moment. Yeah, it's like it has changed. You hear a couple of lines that indicate that he's he's changed his mind but you know what i think it would have been more fun if they just played into it even more and gone e- even though you know hunnam's like you know the hero and whatnot mm. he's like nah still don't like you you prick like just just because he, he was so cartoony over the top with it i feel like you should just played into it don't don't give him the redemption don't don't change him just, just i don't think it. that would work with the rest of the third act but yeah sure i know given everything else that happens with the characters i don't think I, that I would know, work at all but, but it just disappointed me a little uh, so no, I'll, crit- I'll critique his character. All my other critiques, though, are mainly just some minor nitpicks with uh, some third act stuff, and they're minor. They're not big deals, but yeah. uh, just just one or two things here or there. Uh, but yeah, so so that's good. Uh, I-, I will say before we get to spoilers, I'm kind of a weird opinion when it comes to Guillermo del Toro. I'm not a huge fan of his movies. I like him a lot as a person. I feel like I could sit and talk with that man for hours and hours. Uh, his movies, though. The ones that every, most people love and say, oh, these are the great Del Toro movies. Funnily enough, they don't do that much for me. There's something about them that just, like, his style just doesn't work for me. Uh, bizarrely, the movies of his that I really like are the ones that everyone thinks are the weak ones. Uh, namely Pacific Rim, and then I really like Mimic. Most people don't like Mimic, but I love Mimic. Mm, fair enough. Uh, I, but, I, I don't really have much of an opinion on him. I, I, like, I like some of his stuff well enough, but yeah, I, like, I don't outright love any of it. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Pan's Labyrinth is a well-made movie, but like I don't know, I just it didn't do that much for me. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. And but... I I hated that one he did a couple of years ago. What was it uh, Crimson? Oh, Crimson Peak. That was shit. I hated that with a passion. Yeah, I thought that was pretty mediocre at best. Yeah, I oh, I I, I that, that wasted its concept. <laughs> but I just wanted to put that out there because I do have this kind of like minority opinion when it comes to Del Toro. Uh, which is weird. I actually wish I liked his movies because I, I think he's a great guy. Whenever I hear him speak, I'm like, yeah, you're a cool dude. But for some reason... I, I, I wish we'd have got his uh, Justice League Dark. I'd have loved to see what he did with that. That would have been interesting. Of course, he's he always sets up about 50 million projects and then ends up doing one or two of them uh, at yeah, the end. Yeah. But, uh, so, no. Um, and of course, uh, I'm looking forward to... Uh, I, I have not seen Ship of Water as of yet. I, hopefully I've seen it by the time we get to... Uh, Best of uh, 2017, uh, uh, which yeah, me too. I don't actually think we've mentioned actually that we pushed the movie best of stuff back so that we could see a bunch. More this is movies. not the right video to tell them. It's this, not. It's, it's it's not. Yeah. By, by the time that this goes live, yeah. that should have been live already. Probably, or it'll be close to it. Depending. It'll be like give or take a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we've pushed it back so we can catch a bunch more 2017 movies. I've got a big to watch list to. We're, to, get we're, to. we're doing it but, with all the award stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In in yeah. February March. Yeah. So that that should be us plus Matt doing doing our. Yeah, I, I got roped into this somehow. You are, yeah. Uh, I think three opinions is good. But anyway, so I think we'll we'll get spoilers then for Pacific Rim. Yeah. So so 
I, I guess my criticisms of the, the final act would be that it's not as good as the middle fight. I think the, the, the Hong Kong fight and all that stuff surrounding that are definitely the high points of the movie. Um, yeah. I, I do think Hunnam's character should have died. <laughs> Agreed. I think also it's a little bit video game in the way that, you know, the, when the Category 5 kind of comes up. Oh, sure, much, yeah. All final boss. It's a little bit too video gamey compared uh, to the rest of it. It kind of makes me grin a little bit, though. I'm not... I get it. It's just the way it was shot. It was you know, it kind of does the side lie. shot and watches him kind of come up. I'm going to give them credit though, because I just because I hadn't seen this since 2013, and my memory of this final fight underwater was like, oh yeah, they sort of go down the pit and like set off the because the, they set up that the their their Jaeger, uh, the one that uh, our main characters are in, Gypsy Danger. That that's older school, so that's nuclear powered, so it's analog, which is a big plot point in the middle of the movie when like an EMP takes out like. All the other ones, all the others, yeah. and they have to be the savior. But um, so they, they they go down the the idea is going to set off a bomb in the in the rift to close it. That's the idea. It's simple enough, and they're they're going down. But I remembered that, but I didn't necessarily remember uh, the fight in itself being that cool. I was surprised actually at seeing it again that there was actually a few cool moments in the fight that kind yeah, of there is. that kind of pepper it so that it doesn't just feel like all this you know back and forth punching with the monsters mm-hmm. in the water. Uh, I'm thinking specifically when Gypsy Danger actually slices the Category 4 in half with the yeah. sword. Is I tell you, as well, I like, you know, before the fight starts, yeah. when they're kind of walking around, it's like, all right, where are they? And they're going, oh, it's on, you know, it's it's three o'clock, and they're looking around going, I don't, I don't see anything. Yeah, so it's almost submarine sort of combat Yeah, I, for a I minute. really like that section. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like, I like the idea that when they walked in water, they could walk really far into the, the water, and they'd still be above it because they're so tall. Like, it would yeah. be like, you know... Do you know what? That's pretty much my... my biggest complaint with them i want jetpacks on these things i don't know if the second one has it but i, I want jetpacks. i don't think back. it was in the trailer it would not shock me though if act three of the second movie someone hits a button how good would it be if these things started flying because hey think about it there's a monster in this that does that with the wings where you know is, halfway yeah. through the fight it's like oh spouts wings and starts flying which leads us to the power rangers moment of mega sword power now where like oh no we got one thing left in the tank we got a sword and then it's like ching, I love it. yeah and it's like oh. <laughs> but how good would a you know just like a jetpack on the back of it be I know I'm just thinking not but, even just to go up but just across you know across the top of the water hey, hey. Just flying forward we did get rocket elbow for the punch we did we did that was pretty cool that 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 that, that is peak B movie cheese is like all right enable these, rocket these elbow. These are the things where I think this is a great movie for this stuff. It's like nah, let's just throw in the stupid shit well, and have I, a lot I, of fun. I, I remember being excited from the trailer about the ship bat, and by ship bat I mean the giant ship that is used as a baseball bat, uh, because the, the middle chunk of the because obviously Idris Elba has been telling Marco no, you're not allowed to do this, and they try and meld you know the, in the drift briefly and it doesn't work she, she this is actually how we get her backstory is that she gets like you can get kind of like trapped in your memories because you don't focus and because Hunnam's connected he sees all this and we see that she was in like a little girl um when the first so presumably the first year of the, of the work it's, it's had to have been early because well it's been 12 yeah, years yeah, she's she's so much younger, and because it's twenty twenty at the start, which was seven years, and then it was, it's been five years jump yeah. to, to most of the movie. So, uh, so yeah, that makes sense though. If it's been twelve years, and she's like say twenty four or even twenty two just now. Yeah, it can't have been the very start because they had Jaegers. Oh sure, yeah, so a couple a, of years a in. Couple of years in. Let's, let's say she's twenty then, and she was ten in that. Seems reasonable. Yeah, uh, but she she was a little girl, and she, she and I actually love this flashback. She's running away from this kaiju on her own, 
Mm. And it's just this, it's just this visual of this this big thing chasing this little girl who's like tiny. It's um, got a real atmosphere to it. It does. It's, it, it feels like this because eerie because there's no one else around. It's just her. Yeah, it's like this haunted city. Yeah. Um, which which Joe I like about that is I like that. Oh, it wasn't really like that. It's just how her, she remembers it. Like it, it's, her, it's her memory, so it's like kind of distorted to, to yeah. fit how she fit, remembers it. Yeah, and she hides, and then you, you hear the the Jaeger come in, and like you see some punching, and we don't actually see the end of the flashback until later on when Hunnam kind of like tells Idris Elba what he saw. But again, it's very idolized where he steps out of the Jaeger and he's on his own. Yeah. Um, and they actually mentioned that he actually piloted that himself for a, a brief time. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the one thing I'd, I'd have liked more on. We we keep telling how, oh, you know, the brains get fried. And we saw Hunnam do it right at the start, you know, when, when his, his brother dies. And, you know, he kind of gets back to shore, but then collapses instantly. And it's it's like, the elbow's just like, nah, I got this. <laughs> he's just going around, like, and he, he seems to be having no problem. He's like, Hunnam was struggling to walk back to shore, but Elba's fighting this this kaiju. Like, I want to know what, what what was so good about this guy that, that he can do this. Ah, he's a bit a foot taller. He's, he's, he, he can take it. It's, it's kind of like how if you're bigger, you can handle more alcohol. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's just not... got more in the coolness factor. He's also dying because of it. Let's not forget that. Well, well, no, to be but to be fair, he's not dying because he was on okay, his own. Okay, the radiation as well. Okay, look, I, I get it. But still, I'm saying yeah. he, 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 there is consequences for his time in the in the Jaeger. Right? There is, but he, not for specifically being on his own in the Jaeger. Sure, but hey, he's died. So you know he's going to go a hero at the end. That's that's ultimately good. But anyway, so they've tried to meld. It didn't work, and he's he's grounded. He's like, no, you're not going out there. So these two kaiju come at the same time, two category fours, and they send out. Uh, obviously, our our main sort of advanced uh, Mark Five Jaeger, which is what the Australians are driving. Uh, you've got the the Russian one, which is the big bulky like Mark One kind of machine. Very. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah. it. And then you've got the the fancy Chinese triple armed with uh, piloted by triplets. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jaeger. Uh, I, honestly, if if I have one complaint about just oh, I wanted to see more cool stuff with the Jaegers, is that the the Russian and Chinese Jaegers get taken out relatively quickly. I was like, oh, I could have, I could have done with seeing them pull off. Yeah, they were the moves. most unique ones. Yeah. So um, that, yeah, yeah, you see, kind of the the generic ones by comparison yeah. uh, is what we kind of spend our time with. That'd be nice, but hey ho. I will say this though: from the trailer, the variety of uh, Jaegers in the second one looks pretty fun, and they're all, they're all completely different colors. They actually almost feel like Power Ranger colors in the way that oh, no. one's bright I, green, one's red. I think they all have really distinct designs. Yeah, like here, and when I look at them, you know, when they're, they're in their own lineup, I go, "Oh yeah, I, I can tell you which is which instantly." Joe, Joe it's funny though, despite the fact that we're saying oh, a lot of it's night and it's it's you know it's making it a lot harder to see things. I do think typically though, the movie has a very sort of bright comic book pop color sort of feel to it it does yeah yeah it's, it's why it kind of stands out a bit more there's a problem the second one ramps that up because they're in broad daylight you see all the jaegers uh, there's a shot at the end of the trailer for the second one where all the jaegers kind of like pull out a special weapon like one's got a big driller hand thing you know you know i'm gonna go away and watch this trailer after this right? you have to you have to <laughs> it looks great i'm kind of shocked so i've on. not seen the trailer in the cinema yet it, okay, it'll be coming the movie's out in march so there has to be yeah has to be soon uh so so yeah, uh, so they've been told you're grounded, but then of course this, and it's kind of like these monsters are evolving, that they're coming with better things, it's like they're being grown, because we kind of learned that later on, we'll talk about how we learned that, but uh, they're kind of being grown by this alien race to like, you know, come in and kill everyone and cause destruction so they can take over the planet, but they've come with one that's equipped with an EMP, like a natural EMP, which disables, and like, you know, the Australian team are like just, 
they're, they're on they're their own. There. Yeah. yeah, they're they're screwed. They're they're, they're going to be like absolutely uh, mauled. And it's actually really eerie when the monster just like walking around them as they're as it's standing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really cool atmospheric moment. And it's like, oh crap, we have no Jaegers. And then like, ah, but Gypsy Danger, that's analog. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, all right, go. So he has to, you know, Elba's not happy about it, but he has to let them go because it's the only chance they've got. And it comes in and just saves the day. Like, it fights, like, one of the monsters. It, gets, it has that moment where it gets thrown into, like, the shipping yard. Mm. And the feet just sort of scrape across the ground as it's trying to, like, get back up. And then, now, as, as cool as shit bat is, I'd forgotten how great this other moment is here, where it, where Gypsy Danger just grabs, like, some shipping containers and just starts bashing the head of the kaiju yeah, with the shipping yeah, containers. Oh, it's so good, and and you know we we talk about how the the designs of the the Jaegers are all really distinct. The, the kaiju, yeah, yeah, the kaiju have some great looking designs. They, they feel well. they feel related, like they're similar enough that they feel like they're part of the same kind of like line assembly line. But they're yeah. but they all have their like the, the first one at the start of the movie is like a big hammerhead kind of shark type thing. Yeah, uh, and you've got yeah. obviously one of the ones in this fight is like crawls on all fours. It's got a tail, and then it has wings at the end. And yeah, yeah, they're they're all pretty distinct. That I go okay. That, that that's its own thing and you know you can tell what they give them all nicknames of course because of that actually here's a here's a prediction or not prediction just a question for the second one do you think that by the end of the second movie multiple jaegers join up do they transform into a super jaeger god i hope so or a mega a mega jaeger zord if i, if I want to use the correct terminology i mean well we're not getting another power rangers movie so oh, do know. it unfortunately I yeah I, I really liked that but yes yeah, so, so so yeah there's a big fight in hong kong and the funny thing is is that the other uh, kaiju but wells you know gypsy danger is dealing with uh, the first one uh, the other one's actually hunting down charlie day because charlie day uh, drifted with a part of a brain a kaiju brain which basically means the kaiju are also because a two-way street they can see him as well so one of them is actually hunting him and he's in he's in hong kong trying to get like black market because uh, this is actually just some subtle stuff that's in the background but i kind of like how like, people had built like buildings around like the rib cage of like an old kaiju and stuff that yeah. had fallen like, you see they've built like civilization around it that was pretty cool uh and they've, they've got shelters ready because this happens relatively frequently now <laughs> in this world yeah and all sorts but they, they come for uh, Charlie Day, and Charlie Day, like being terrified of the the kaiju, is is phenomenal. It's glorious. He he, he's really great in this movie. Like shockingly great. And after this fight's all done, and they've they've killed the kaiju in the street, and they go to like collect it and get like the brain and stuff, and it's it's, it's pregnant. Like a small kaiju comes out of it. Uh, it chases Charlie Day down the street, and it's, it's chasing him, and it actually only dies because it strangles itself on its own umbilical cord as it's chasing Charlie Day. I thought, oh, this is an insane idea for a scene, but I love it. Yeah, definitely. And then you got Ron Perlman just stood there watching all this, and Ron, chewing yeah. scenery as, as he is wont to do. Yeah, he gets eaten because he's, he's, he's acting all cool, and he gets eaten. And yeah, he's like, say, told you, I knew this was going to happen. But there's a mid-credit scene, of course, where he cuts himself out of the... Uh, out of the stomach of the kaiju, and he's upset because his fancy shoe is uh, somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, getting rid of Ron Perlman, is there? No, uh, I don't know if he's going to be in the second one. I, I, I don't think uh, Hunnam is, but I know, I think Marco, I know Charlie Day is. He's definitely in it. Cool. Uh, we got Boyega, who I think is meant to be Idris Elba's son. I'm not entirely sure. See, that, that's the thing. That was the one thing I'd heard a while ago about that movie, and I'm like, okay, but. It doesn't really line up for me. 
I don't think I don't think it doesn't not line up because at the very least, I buy that he's not around in this because well, it makes sense that he'd want to keep his son safe somewhere where the fighting's not happening. Yeah, but it really seems strange that he'll let Mako be there and you know bring her in under everything, and then his son's just not, and he, he kind of treats Mako like a daughter. I mean, maybe he's hiding her from his real family. <laughs> Or, or maybe it's something I didn't know about. Or maybe that's just speculation that someone said. Because I, I didn't make this up. I heard this. Someone. No, I, I remember yeah. hearing this as well, yeah. Uh, and I, I, th- I think, especially when... I, I think it was when people saw that he was using his actual accent. Like, Boyega's has English in it. Yeah. Like, that, that was kind of the natural assumption. Oh, maybe he's uh, he's meant to be related to Idris Elba from the first movie. It makes sense, but, I mean, we'll see. Uh, but I think Mako's back, which is nice, because she was definitely the better character out of the, the pair. Oh, absolutely. Um... But no, I, 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 I just checked the IMDb. He is credited uh, with the same surname. Ah, there you go. So he must be. Yeah. Maybe he's a nephew. I mean, he could be, but they're not going to. They're just going to do son, aren't they? Yeah, it gives us a bullshit reason as why we never heard about him in the first one. Uh, he was an estranged son. He didn't know he had a son. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't do that. Just just get on with it. Just do the fun. It's fine. Just, and, just and, do, do the fun fighty bits, please. And, and the trailer by Egg is like, uh, and this is why you know he has to be related because in the trailer for the second one, he, he's given a speech. Let's put this way though: Boyager is infinitely more charismatic than Hunnam. I I can agree with that. We'll see what his character's like because I mean, it's not the character. Character yeah. bland, but you know, you said uh, you you said that Hunnam brings no charm to the role. Oh sure, yeah. Boyager should do that at the very least. But, so yeah. So anyway, so back to this big fight. Great stuff. Then the thing sprouts wings. They're fighting in the city. Ship bat falling through the sky. All of it's exciting. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, and then it's basically time for the third act because it's like okay, but we've solved that. But we have to deal with this plan because there's going to be like we're going to be overrun with these monsters. Yeah. Uh, and they basically just find out as well that the rift won't be closed. It's like it doesn't open for them. Yeah. So they have to take down a kaiju with them to open it. And then, then they can blow it up and seal it and whatnot. Uh, I, I, I would have let Hunnam die. I was, I was surprised when he survived as well. Uh, I, I thought a sacrifice would have worked well there. And I, I will say though, I was very glad that they did not kiss at the end because there's, there's a moment at the end when both Mako and Hunnam are on the little like pod that you know put the, brought them back up to yeah, the surface, yeah. and it looked like they were going to kind of like, no, this has been platonic. Keep it platonic, please. And luckily. I do. There was, I do. No, there was no kissing. I I appreciated that. Yeah, none of that yucky kissing ruining your fighty monster movie. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> I'm all for relationships. I just I didn't feel like they earned it with these, these this pair. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Um, I will say though, surely. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be bringing like science into this, but surely that the <laughs> don't surely the depth that they were when they went down into the water and then down into this pit, like surely there should be some issues with them rising to the top so fast. Get the bends. Because, you know, decompressing yeah. is a thing when you go... Yeah. When, yeah, you, yeah. when you deep dive, you know. It is, yeah. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to let it ruin the movie for it's, pre- it's a pressurised cabin. The pods that they're in. It's pressurised. That, that, that's your argument? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, uh, you, you wanted to bring science into this. I'm bringing uh, bullshit to, science back. To be fair, I mean, the door flies off but it opens as if it, you know... Yeah, as if it's got force coming yeah. off it. So, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe that makes sense. Uh, I'm um, no expert in this. It was just something I was thinking about as 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 she was shooting up so fast from the bottom. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if we start getting into the science of this, though. Oh yeah, we're going to. Then I'm never getting jetpacks on my robots. Oh, of course. I mean, I was because later on, it was like eight helicopters fly out one Jaeger to like the water, and I'm like, 
But the AA helicopters really be able to hold the weight of this bloody thing. <laughs> Look at the size of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a hundred foot tall and like nothing but metal and... Stop questioning things and enjoy <laughs> the fighting. I was enjoying the fight. I enjoyed the movie a lot. I, I even enjoy some of the... I, I, I enjoy uh, scientists. I enjoy Marco. I enjoy Elba. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's, no, it's fun. It's good. Uh, I, I think this is a... This is exactly what I want when I, when I want a dumb big movie popcorn movie yeah. yeah like it doesn't actually treat the audience like idiots it, it acknowledges this is dumb except it's dumb and let's have some fun with the dumb as opposed to uh, whereas, whereas Michael Bay if you ever talk to him about a Transformers movie he tries to justify every little bit of bullshit and it's like just have fun with it and obviously of course on top of that that movie those movies like are full of like you know bullshit and you know oh, they'll be a bit sexist here or they'll they'll, uh, they'll have like contrived character like arcs there or they'll you know but full of stupid stuff that insult your intelligence yeah. along the way whereas this i feel like no if you're on board for the giant robots fighting the giant monsters you're not going it's to be of, it's kind of all you need isn't it yeah you don't need to come out of this and go oh it, it, it did something that completely betrayed what i thought it was it was going to be yeah no so so if you thought the idea was stupid you'll think the movie's stupid but <laughs> oh, it, it, definitely. but if you like the idea if you want to have some fun I think you can get a lot of Pacific Rim. Me too. It's a blast. I'm glad you liked it. I was kind of a little bit worried that you were going to be one of these idiots. One of these uh, naysayers. You, you, you know I'm down for big things fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. So naturally, uh, we will be reviewing Pacific Rim Uprising. Or 2, as, as I'll call it. Uh, when it hits. Um, in fact, let me get uh, who the... Uh, who the director was? Uh, Stephen Estenite. Ah, yeah, I thought that was the one I thought it was. But, but you, you second guessed yourself and I didn't was... want to say it in case you were wrong and you look like a cock. Basically, uh, he he's worked. Uh, Joe, he worked on. He worked in the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm aware of that. He did a Daredevil as well, right? Yeah, he worked in uh, the first season of Daredevil. So that gives enough cred. Where I'm like, oh, no, admittedly, he was the writer on these things. I don't know how much directing he's done. Uh, that's a fair point. He may not have d- done much directing as of yet, but hey, everyone gets a chance. Oh, he's got a few things. He directed some episodes of Daredevil. Well, did a couple of them. Oh, did a couple of episodes of Smallville. My my. Really? Uh, any, any notable ones? Uh, episode called Justice from two thousand seven. That maybe the, the Justice oh, League that, one. That, that is. That's the one yeah. from I think season six, which for, is that you know the, the one where they formed the the league. Five six, yeah, something in that range. Yeah. Uh, I did a few episodes of Angel, which it makes sense if he was writing on that show and then he got a chance to. That yeah, often yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah, they get a chance to like move up and direct. Uh, so this is his first movie, though. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. Uh, mm. So no, I uh, mean, it, to be fair, this is maybe a good place to start in movie directing because it's like, well, you just need to, to 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 have some things fight and people are. Well, gonna be happy. you say that, but I, I don't think mo- most filmmakers. I don't think would recommend your first movie be something that's this CG heavy and this. Oh no, no, no! I mean, in the sense of okay, if the plot ends up thin, you know, you, you just got to make it look good. That's, that's all you got to do here. Make it look good. Okay, okay. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping I, I have the same amount of fun with this one as I did uh, the first. And I mean, I think there's potential. I, I think. It's sitting in such a nice place where I really like Pacific Rim, but it's it's just the right amount where two could surpass it without it being t- unbelievable that it does so. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But yeah, so more variety in the Eagers uh, seems to be a thing in the second one. But before we uh, get there, we have to rate the first one. So, Connor, so it's, it's a solid eight. I, I you know it's it's not the best movie ever. Can't say that, but 
I had a damn good time watching it. Well, I'm happy to agree with the 8 out of 10, especially since I have now watched it again. It's not even just I watched it again quickly. I watched it again after a couple of years of, you know, time away from it, and I came back. And I wasn't sure, oh, will this hold up? Will, I, will it feel more of a chore to get through? Will it feel like it's dragging? Or, and it's, I'm happy to say no. Unlike a lot of, I think, modern blockbusters, I feel like some of the Marvel movies are a bit of a drag to watch again after some time yeah no i i i find that a lot of blockbusters i'll give a rating they'll kind of go down over the next year or two yeah i feel you know i I enjoy the spectacle of them and the fun in the cinema when i come to watch them again i'll find like yeah okay there's not really much here to to keep me on a rewatch yeah i feel i feel like i'm not even just not even just that that in a broad sense just the idea that they're a bit more bloated and they don't keep their pacing as tight i feel like this holds up pacing wise pretty well uh, a couple yeah, of years later uh, yeah. whereas even just the thought of watching Captain America Civil War from uh, two years ago uh, makes me go a little bit but I'm going to have to do it before uh, Infinity War because I've only seen it the once and I barely remember most uh, of you're, you're, a, you're a brave man I'm not bothering the point I'm making is, is that so many blockbusters now are superhero movies and this was a nice even in 2013 it was a nice like oh I enjoyed a big dumb blockbuster that wasn't a superhero movie it was something else it was uh, it, it almost felt unique just in comparison to every, all the other blockbusters that were coming out. No, that's true, and I like it's. It definitely doesn't take itself seriously. Oh yeah, which absolutely. a lot of the other ones do. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it takes itself seriously enough that it's not just poking fun at itself constantly, but it doesn't take itself seriously where you're like, oh, it thinks it's like this serious drama about human condition or anything yeah, like no, that. It, it knows it's big things punching other big things. And my hope is that Pacific Rim two will have that same kind of vibe and it from the trailer it feels like it does it feels like no uh, we're yeah, do- uh, here's what i want i want bigger things and more punching from the trailer from the trailer it feels like no th- this is a big live action cartoon and we're doing it like that's what it feels like so uh i'm going to watch connor react to the the trailer uh, as soon as we're done because i'm curious uh you know i'm gonna go watch it on the big tv i don't be a dick well i am sorry oh. well, i want oh. it on the big tv with the big speakers Oh, all right. Well, that's you know that yeah. You know, I, I want I want that sub to even if it's a trailer. I want my sub for going crazy. All right. Well, that's that specific room. So you can let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, you can obviously support the show on the channel by heading over to Patreon.com/slash Melfast TV. There'll be a link in the description. Uh, there'll be a vote on this month. I don't know what it is because we're recording this in advance. So there'll be a vote for the five dollar patrons. It's it's there. Go go have a look. So you can go check that out. Uh, remember the vault, of course, as well. Uh, you can head over to Patreon and see what that's all about. Uh, I'm too I'm too tired to explain it. Uh, so that is that has been this episode of One Twenty One of Fox. That has been Pacific Rim. Uh, a good fun time uh, if you're into this kind of thing, which we absolutely are. So uh, yeah, once again, thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>